This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. From MPB Think Radio, this is Everyday Tech. I'm Michelle McAdoo here today with Wilt Couture, information technology expert at Newcourt Steel in Jackson and Flowood, and IT instructor at Holmes Community College. And Jeremy Thompson, owner of Computer Doctors and Phone Surgeons in Hattiesburg. Well, let's face it, there's every reason in the world to shop online. The bargains are there, shopping is fast, and even returns are pretty easy. But what about the bad guys who lay in wait? Today we will discuss online shopping and ways to keep you and your money safe during this holiday season. You can give us a call to ask any tech question or any online safety question at 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. Or you can email us at everydaytech at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back after the news. Support for NPR comes from NPR stations. Other contributors include Road Scholar, a nonprofit educational travel institution providing learning adventures for adults, families, grandparents, and grandchildren. A catalog is available at roadscholar.org/summer2018. You're listening to Everyday Tech on MVB Think Radio. From MVB Think Radio, this is Everyday Tech. I'm Michelle McAdoo here today with Wilt Couture, information technology expert at Newcourt Steel in Jackson and Flowood, and IT instructor at Holmes Community College, and Jeremy Thompson, owner of Computer Doctors and Phone Surgeons in Hattiesburg. On today's show, we're going to discuss online shopping and ways to stay safe. While the increased availability of online shopping is convenient, it also makes it more lucrative for scammers to trick buyers into paying for goods they won't receive or to obtain their personal information for financial gain. So we want you to be a part of this conversation. Give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Or you can email us at everydaytech at MPB online. So guys, good morning, fellas. How you doing? Hey, good morning. And uh, Jeremy, how you doing? Good morning. Doing well. <laughs> You're feeling good today? I'm feeling all right. Okay. I, uh, I'm, I'm summoning the strength to give a to give a good broadcast here, you know. Anything Keep those for... cooties in Hattiesburg. <laughs> Y'all, speaking of cooties in Hattiesburg, oh, right? Wow. My dog, all three of my dogs got sick last week. Then my wife got sick. And now... She's trying to pass it on to me, but I'm fighting it. You're fighting it. Well, you know, sharing is caring. <laughs> you know, it is It is a season of sharing and caring. So, it is I mean, the holiday season. <laughs> I mean, you know, faith is just looking out for you, man. There you go. So when you say your dogs got sick, I know this is not techie, but how do you treat a sick dog? That I'm, I'm um, I go to a professional, and uh, <laughs> he gives me some pills, and he says, give your dog this. And uh, peanut butter works really well uh, because dogs don't like taking pills. On the next Creature comforts. Um, <laughs> peanut butter and Java. Dog. What's yeah? What's the best peanut butter for your the dog to take a pill? And milk bone trick. Wow. Uh, yes, it, yes. It works like a charm. I mean, they try to get that peanut butter off there as quick as they can, but they also want that milk bone. So every time the pill goes down. Okay. Well, speaking of tricks, of course, uh, we're past Halloween now. We're on to the holidays, the shopping biggest shopping season of the year. Now, how was your Thanksgiving? I haven't seen you guys almost in two weeks. Yeah, um, I'm. I think I'm still. Uh, I've, I've invented a new thing now. I'm calling it waistline savings time, and that is after Thanksgiving you can adjust your scales back ten pounds. Uh, that's that's I like that. it. yeah. I just uh, I just came up with that. Uh, it's not patented, so anybody else can spread that out there if you need to. Waistline savings time. Waistline. Well, um, I had a subtle. Uh, Thanksgiving. It wasn't too big and too major, but I enjoyed myself. I relaxed. Did not think about any work or any schoolwork, any projects or anything. So that's what I gave myself. And good day. for you, Michelle, because you you work and you you do you do so much. I'm surprised that you have time to do all this as well. So glad you got you some downtime. You need I to. did with a glass of wine. It was a wonderful day. It was a wonderful <laughs> day. <laughs> well, speaking of the holiday season, and you know we talk about this a lot, but this is the time when. Um, Scammers really try to get uh, people because they're vulnerable. They know that they're, they're shopping and trying to get presents for their loved ones. But the um, the thieves are out there. They're looking. Yeah, I mean, in the 
hustle and bustle, I think sometimes um, in the rush to get things done in the, what, approximately 30 days between the two holidays here, um, sometimes we let our guard down um, and, and it's real easy to, to have happen. So, yeah, there's a lot of a lot of pitfalls to watch out for out there. You know, I mean, the big sales going on, of course, you know, tech items are always really, really big items. You know, it's like, what's the latest TV? You know, um, I've seen a lot of the, the home assistants, like the Google uh, Home, yeah. the Amazon Echoes and all these, you know, getting really, really hot. And unfortunately, you know, anytime something's going on and being really, really hot, there are people who are willing to take advantage of that. And that's yeah. something that uh, we, we had to be on the, you know, ever constant lookout for. Well, today we're going to talk about tips on how you can stay safe this holiday season when shopping online or when you're out in the mall area and, and getting on uh, public Wi-Fi. That's very important to know how and what to do so you won't get scammed. So let's talk about um, website security. So a lot of people don't really understand uh, when they when you see that free, website, free Wi-Fi sign. Uh, some people are leery. Some people actually go ahead and do it. Is it safe to do? Well, well, I mean, in my opinion, it, it's, it's safe to do with an asterisk behind it. And that is it's safe to do, but I would never personally use public Wi-Fi for anything financial. So if you're wanting to maybe, you know, maybe you're out and about in the mall and you're wanting to do a little price check or something, hey, you know, that's fine to use the public Wi-Fi for. Uh, I would not use that public Wi-Fi for actually making that per- purchase, putting in your credit card information, checking your bank account, any of those things, because uh, that's what most people are out there trying to scam for. They, they want money. So, you know, keep keep the money transactions to a secure connection. Jeremy? Com- completely agree. Um, we always talk about public Wi-Fi and VPNs and how the two are like peanut butter and jelly. You know, what is a VPN, Jeremy? Or, or peanut butter and so, milk bones. <laughs> yeah, or peanut butter and milk bones. There you go. <laughs> uh, so a VPN is our virtual private network, and it's a connection uh, to a secure server that allows us to do whatever it is that we need to do securely because everything that we do is encrypted between us and that server that we connect to. So... It's, it can be used for good or evil because it could be used to, to mask who you are, but it can be used to mask who you are. So you've got the, the security on your website. If you look up at, the, uh, at your browser bar when you're browsing on a website like Amazon.com or even Facebook or any of that stuff now, you'll see that it says HTTPS, and the S stands for secure. So if you see that little green lock up there on your browser bar, that's a good sign that you're on a safe encrypted website now and 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 really quick just to kind of throw Mm. in there we throw that word encrypted out there just so people kind of understand encrypted is basically uh scrambled to where someone else can't readily read it is the best way i think to think of for that yeah yeah absolutely think of it like that uh that tv channel whenever you change the channel and you get all the gray fuzzy stuff that's basically encrypted okay or just blocked (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah so um, you're saying that, and I'm guilty of this. I never really look up at that um, bar, the URL field. I don't look at that, but that's important to notice that and um, make sure you're on a secure site. Well, it is. There's different ways you can see that up there. Uh, a lot of your financial sites and your bigger sites, that bar may actually turn green as an indicator that it's secure. It's got a couple of different visual indicators. Uh, I've noticed that, for example, if you're using Google Chrome as a browser, it may not show the HTTPS. It kind of drops that that uh, that header off of the address, but you will see either a green bar, and you also see, as Jeremy mentioned, that padlock. So you're looking, you know, not all sites are going to have a green yeah, bar. I've you pay extra for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, not all browsers will always show the HTTPS, but all of them will pretty much show like a little, what looks like a little padlock, and it, you know, look like a little master lock, mm-hmm. and that lets you know that it's secure. So those are the three indicators you're really looking for, uh, depending on what your browser is and everything else. But that, that's what lets you know that it's secure. You do not want to put any financial information. If you're on a site buying an item and you don't see at least one of those indicators, you do not want to enter your credit card information point blank, not at all. Agreed. Okay. So, um, Jeremy, what about shopping on websites that you trust? I know, like you said, this season it's a lot of top bargains, bottom price bargains here uh, come to our website. So it's a lot of uh, companies trying to get people to come to their websites. But is that a little fishy sometimes going to websites you don't trust or you don't know? 
So I want to touch back on what you said before, how you said that you don't look at the address bar yeah, when you look at stuff that you're browsing on the Internet. Right. Um, if you're not looking at that bar and you're not sure that the website you're on is legitimate, that's just another way that you can be scammed because even though you get that green lock, if it says, you know, A-M-A-O-Z-N instead of Amazon, I think they actually own that typo, so it redirects to Amazon. But anyways, you get my point is someone could throw in a typo in a web address and make it look like a legitimate website when it's not really. So looking at that address that you're actually at is, is a great way to make sure that you're dealing with a legitimate source. Yeah, and be careful if you're following links. I would never follow a link if you're going somewhere. You know, it's very easy. You get into a page, and it links to another page, and you see a link to another page. Mm -hmm. Well, you could start off on a totally, you know, on the up and up, totally legitimate site, uh, and you could ultimately end up somewhere that is less than legitimate. So making sure that where you're going is where you think you're really at, and don't just follow links blindly because you can make a link appear to be one thing and send you to a Another location, I know Jeremy and I have mentioned that quite a bit, mm -hmm. too. So so being careful as you're kind of digging in. I mean, I've, I've heard this from so many people. It's like, oh, well, you know, I started off on this side, and I ended up all the way on over here. Well, yeah, you know, you could have gotten redirected. So, yeah, definitely looking at that address name because um, common misspellings. I mean, you know, uh, I forgot what it was. I forgot how I misspelled it, but I misspelled Disney when we were looking for something. And I ended up on a site that, let's just say, I did not want to be on. <laughs> Uh, just for a typo of Disney. A lot of the big companies will buy up those typos, but y'all know there's a, a million different ways to make a typing mistake. So there's a lot of them out there. Speaking of um, links, uh, real quickly before the break, let's talk about those email scams. We talked about that before on our scam show, but during the, hol the holiday season, it's really big. You get an email that says, hi, Michelle, and I think it's someone that knows me. Tell, tell our listeners what they need to look out for with the uh, email scamming and the holiday email scams. Jim. So when you're getting an email from someone, you definitely want to check and make sure it's from someone you know. And I see this so often now. It's almost mandatory to do it. Actually pull down the little bar at the top and see where that email is coming from because even though it will say it came from – uh, wherever, uh, you have to look at the actual address in that email. They call it a header file. You have to look at that actual address in the header to see where it's actually coming from. And a friend of mine, her uh, her dad just had somebody recently try to attack her. Mm -hmm. And the way that uh, they did this was they they targeted people in his address book. So they got names from people he knew, and then they created fake emails to make it look like it was coming from that person. So when you look at the name, it's going to have a legitimate name, but the email address isn't going to be whatever that person's actual email address is. And in this email that he was sent, he was given a link that had his name on it. So someone was, was trying to target this individual for uh, – I'm not exactly sure what they were trying to target him for, but they were trying to, to get to him specifically because this link had his name on it. So um, what I did was I, I looked up where all that was originating from and actually ended up being able to get that site shut down. So oh. that was pretty cool. But the way oh. that that email was so obvious to me was the fact that the language is off. Most of our hackers are overseas and they do not speak clear English. They don't, they don't, you know, all the little nuances to our language, they don't know. And so when you get an email that says, uh, please observe this for your consideration. Nobody, nobody in this land talks that way. So you know that something is off. So wow. definitely check the address it's coming from, the verbiage in the email itself, and ask yourself, does this person that sends me these emails, do they usually talk this way? Because for me, all of my emails are like a form letter. I write them just like I was taught in school. I have an introduction. I have a body. I have a closing. And then I've got my signature. So if somebody gets something from me and it just says, hey, check this out, and there's a link, I don't recommend clicking on it because I didn't send it to you. All right. Well, when we come back from break, we'll continue discussing online shopping safety. Now, our phone lines are open, so if you have a question or any general tech questions, give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one 672 7464 Or you can email us at org. Our experts are standing by, ready to help. This is Everyday Tech. Only on MPB Think Radio.
you're a sustaining member of MPB Think Radio, we appreciate your support of our programs. To become a sustainer, go to mpbonline.org. You're listening to Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. Welcome back. You're listening to Everyday Tech. I'm Michelle McAdoo with Wills Couture and Jeremy Thompson, our technology experts. Well, if you're just joining us today, our topic is online shopping safety. Now, to join our conversation or to ask any tech question, give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Or you can email the show at everydaytech at mpbonline.org. Now, before the break, we were talking about uh, purchasing from unfamiliar sites and um, checking not checking unfamiliar emails or how to make sure you're on a secure website. But before we get back into our topic, we're going to go to our phone lines because we have a few calls here. We have Michael from Ocean Springs. Good morning, Michael. Good morning. How is everybody? Wonderful, wonderful. How are you this morning? I'm doing really well, really well. Thank you. Uh, I have a password generating system. I was uh, listening to the show last week, but I wasn't able to call in. Uh, but it's a it's a real good system that I've used, um, and uh, I'd like to share it with y'all if I might. Sure. Yes, sir. Okay. Uh, so you know, just in general, passwords should contain upper and lowercase letters of special character if they allow it, and some numbers. Uh, and it's kind of a pain to come up with, you know, a good password. And uh, I heard last week that somebody say, you know, uh, choosing a name or a word or whatever, you want to avoid anything at all that's a name or anything in a dictionary because brute force password breakers contain entire dictionaries. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, the system I have uh, avoids that, but it enables you to remember uh, a complex password pretty easy and do it uniquely for every website. So uh, here we go. You, What you do is you get a phrase that means something to you, like, you know, five words long, like, it's a great day or something. Just take the first letter of your phrase, I do, you know, like lowercase first letter, and then I add the uh, capitalized first letter of the website I'm joining to the end of it or the middle somewhere, uh, and then just put a special character like a question mark and, you know, a few numbers that might mean something to you, uh, and only change the first letter of, you know, the of the of, you know, for instance, it's a great day at pay, you know, at PayPal, and just. Just change the capital P and capital P and PayPal to correspond to whatever, you know, website you're generating for. So you might be like, you know, I, A, G, D, capital P, capital E, question mark, you know, 212 or something. And then you can do that for every website, just changing those letters. And you can change your phrase like once a year to, for all your websites. But it's, it's helped me remember my past phrases without writing them down or keeping a file of them. Well, I think what you're uh, what you're highlighting, which is really good and really important, especially as it comes to our passwords, and that is randomness. And it doesn't right. need to make sense to anyone else. It just needs to make sense to you. And by using some kind of system, I tell people a lot that as well. Um, I call that basically using a passphrase. I'll use uh, you know first letters of maybe a song lyric or a uh, a poem or a Bible verse or something like that. Something that I can recall in my head as I'm typing it out, which means that I'm going to remember it. But that doesn't mean something to someone else because, like you pointed out, there are entire online dictionaries. I mean, people who will use, like, you know, Q-W-E-R-T-Y. Oh, it's not a dictionary word. That's safe. No, everybody knows people will use that for a default password. Right, exactly. Um, and, it, and it's almost elementary for those password ha- editing, uh, hacking tools to actually find those common patterns. It's almost like having your your bank PIN number be 1234. Um, exactly. So, no, I mean, yeah, really, the, Michael, the you're, you're, breakers, you're really on they, something. They contain all of that stuff plus the dictionary plus any commonly known, uh, you know, back when they uh, published uh, the most commonly used password phrases and they published that, you can you can bet your bottom dollar that whoever is out there creating these, these uh, databases for the password breakers, they, they compile all that in there 
And if oh, they didn't okay. have it, they okay. did it after it was published. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much, Michael, for that advice. And um, we were just talking about that. Um, the holiday season is a great time to reset your passwords, especially with the predators out there. And they're really looking. They need money as well. And so this is a good time to reset your password. Yeah, I mean, it really is. But it's also a good time to remind everyone, um, don't use the same password for everything. Because what that means is if somebody breaks your password to your your Gmail account and it's the same one that you use for your bank account. Well, now they just got access to everything else you use that password on. So as much as I know it's kind of a pain in the tail, but you really do need to use differing passwords. Um, and, and just like Michael was suggesting, you know, come up with your own method of, of randomizing that to where it means something to you. Okay. We're going to go back to, so, the, Oh, I'm sorry, Jeremy. Can I, um, yeah. <laughs> yes, so, go um, ahead. He was talking about how hackers are creating dictionaries with all these passwords in them. But one thing that um, he didn't mention was the fact that hackers are actively hacking websites and getting databases with passwords in them. So, when they get a hold of that password, they can take it to any website and email with that password and try to get in, which Wiltz was trying to emphasize. Unfortunately, that database stealing thing is never going to stop. So eventually, if you have the most secure password in the world, if they can see it in plain text, which is just regular plain English, then you've got no security at all. So the website called Have I Been Pwned. That's P-E-W-N-E-D. It's supposed to be the word owned, but it's written in hacker speak. You can go to this website, and you can put your email address in, and you can find out if you've been in any of these data breaches that you hear about from Target and Yahoo and everybody under the sun. So you can put your email address in there, and if you get compromised or if your it's found in a leaked database, then they will inform you that your information has been compromised and you need to do something about it. Wow. We're going to, uh, yeah, I'm going to say, what, what's that website again? It's have I been P W N E D dot com. Okay. All right. Well, thank you, uh, Jeremy. That is very good information. We're going to go back to the phone lines and speak with Linda from Port Gibson. She has an email issue. Good morning, Linda. Hello. Hi, Linda. Good morning. Yes. Um, I have a problem. With my email, okay. um, I keep getting uh, an email from is somebody in my in my contacts. Apparently, my I, I have uh, Yahoo, and uh, I have all of my contacts, and one some of my contacts. It's almost like uh, they've been hacked. I get strange emails from like a relative or a friend or something, saying, mm-hmm. Linda, open this. And it just be a string, a string yeah. of stuff, and they want you to open it. Right. And so what I did was, when my niece came home for uh, Thanksgiving, I told her, I said, Adrian, I've been getting a lot of uh, emails from you telling me to open something. And she said, Linda, that's not me. She said, that's, that's a, that's, your uh, email has been hacked. So what can I do about it? Well, um, it doesn't sound like you're hacked. It sounds kind of like the issue I was talking about before, where um, someone is either actively trying to hack you or they've uh, they've definitely hacked somebody in your address book. So either they got a hold of your address book, and you said it was your daughter? No, they it was your, my niece. Your niece, okay. They got your niece's name, and they're using your niece's name to target you because you're more inclined to click on something that comes from your niece. My recommendation is check the address, and if it's not your niece's email address, block it. Yeah, and then on top of that, you might want to also advise your niece or whoever you're receiving that from that they need to run a scan and consider changing their passwords because it also is it could be their computer is compromised sending to you. They found you in your niece's address book who knows your address as well, and now they're sending to you. So if you're receiving the messages, I would actually suspect more so that the problem is on the other end and not you as well. Wow. Well, Linda, we hope you get that fixed. Uh, follow our expert instructions because they know what they're talking about. We're going to move on to Hattiesburg and speak to Dennis. Good morning, Dennis. 
Uh, good morning. Um, I have a 27-inch Macintosh or an iMac, and it's running a little slow. It's got eight uh, gigabytes of memory, and I'd like to add some more memory to it. And I was wondering if that's something that I could do myself, or I need to take it to a shop and have that uh, have them do that. Uh, let's see. What, did you say it's a 2017? No, it's a it's a uh, iMac 27 inch. It's a late 2012. 2012. Model. Okay. All right. 2012. Yeah. On the uh, 2012 model, there should be. I'm cross checking this. Uh, there should be a port on the bottom. Uh, there should be a one Phillips screw in the bottom there, and when you unscrew that, uh, the little panel will come off, and there will be two slots up inside there. Um, there will also be a bitty tab that you need to slip your finger up in there and pull out. The tab will come out, and you can pull directly down on it, and that will free the RAM up, and that will pop it out, and then you can put whatever you got up in there. Now, I highly recommend that you uh, make sure that you're getting Mac-compatible RAM because it is possible to get RAM that will not work with your Mac. Um, so be sure you're checking all your compatibility, and if you don't feel comfortable doing that, then I would definitely seek out a professional. And turn it off okay. first. I've seen people oh, Lord, do that yeah. with it turned on. <laughs> we might want to throw that on out there. We're talking about yeah. pulling memory out of a computer. Turn it yeah, off. Turn it off. <laughs> plug it from the yeah. wall even. Right. Yeah, I understand. Uh, I'd certainly do that. I just wanted to make sure that it was something that was easy, you know, relatively easy to do and not that required a professional service technician to do it. I, there, there are four memory slots, and I guess it has two four-gig memory boards in there. And what I wanted to do is add two additional uh, eight-gig boards to bring me up to 24. Yeah. I'll tell you what, Dennis, you're in Hattiesburg. Um, give my shop a call computer doctor and phone surgeons when you can, and um, I'll check the serial number on your Mac to make sure you get what you need. I hope it was okay that I did that. I just want to help him out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, no, it's fine. Okay. Well, and, and, and uh, Jeremy, correct me if I'm wrong, too, but not all Macs can have that added on like that. So you really that's, do need to make correct. sure you're specifically looking at your model because some of those are actually soldered into the board. Is yeah, right? the 2012s aren't. Um, the 2012s were one of the last few that, that they didn't solder the RAM into. Um, I just want to get his serial number and cross-check and see just exactly what he can maximize his RAM to. Uh, and then also make sure he gets the compatible sticks that he needs. All right, Dennis. Well, follow that those instructions, and he will get it fixed for you. We're going to go to Corinth, Mississippi right now and speak to R.C. Good morning, R.C. Good morning. How y'all doing this morning? Wonderful. Great. Wonderful. What I've got is uh, I went to a uh, Nike website, and I was looking for some uh, Air Max tennis shoes. I went ahead and ordered those, and I thought it was a little bit odd because uh, it, it was kind of vague about addresses and things like that. And then a few days later, I, I looked at my visa uh, statement, and there was a foreign exchange fee on there along with the price of the tennis shoes. And... Come to find out, those things were coming out of China and still haven't received them yet. Mm. I've already been billed the amount for those, including the foreign exchange fee. And, uh, I mean, it, they're, they're like, I guess you'd call them bootlegged. And uh, I don't know. What what do you do in a situation like that? Um, what kind of car did you use? Was it American Express Visa. by chance? Oh, Visa? Visa? Okay. Um, well, you can contact Visa, and you can let them know that um, you have not received the item that you paid for, and you can ask them to initiate a chargeback. Now, it's all on Visa as to whether or not they're going to do that, um, but I would definitely give it a shot. Right. What, what, if they, what if they eventually do show up, and, uh, you know, what happens then? Do I have any recourse? About, um, they don't have an address where you can send them back. Or anything and they, like that. And you can't contact them through email or anything? Uh, I've tried to, but they may respond three or four days later. And, yeah. Uh, it's just kind of a vague response. And uh, how long has it been since you bought the shoes? It's probably been uh, a month to five weeks ago. Okay. Now, I will say that when I order parts from China, as I have to do from time to time, uh, it can take four weeks to two months for a, uh, something to come from China. So really? if you still want the shoes and, and you want to uh, honor your end of the agreement, I, I wait a little bit longer and see if they show up. And then if they don't, I would initiate that charge back. 
Right, right. Mighty fine. All right, thank you for your help this morning. Absolutely. And, you know, one thing that R.C. kind of has pointed out for us here, too, that is a big danger around this time of the year. When you're on the Internet, you're not really sure where you're at. You want to definitely look into that the business, if you're about to send them some of your money, look into that business. Make sure they have a physical address. And where is that physical address? And don't just take their websites, you know, name for it. I mean, I've, you know, look at that physical address and then maybe go on over there to Google Maps and look and make sure they're not looking into, you know, you're not getting an address in the middle of a cornfield in Iowa or something. Um, do a little bit of due diligence, especially if it's not your Best Buy, Amazon, some of those guys. All right. Well, time for another quick break, but that's what we're going to talk about when we get back. We're going to talk about checking out these businesses. How do you do that? How do you check the reviews? And um, check and see if they're with the Better Business Bureau. So be careful this holiday season. We're going to talk about that and more when we get back. Now, our phone lines are still open, so give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb Ring. That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Or you can email the show at everydaytech at mpbonline.org. You're listening to Everyday Tech only on MPB Think Radio. Informative MPB news stories, the local shows you love, up-to-date severe weather info, and the state and worldwide reach telling the story of Mississippi. You're listening to MPB Think Radio. You're listening to Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. Welcome back. You're listening to Everyday Tech. I'm Michelle McAdoo here today with Woods Couture and Jeremy Thompson, our technology experts. Well, if you're just tuning in, um, we're talking about online shopping safety. Now, if you have any questions or a story you'd like to share or any general tech question, give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four, or online at everydaytech at mpbonline.org. Now, before the break, we were talking with a caller, and he was talking about exactly why we wanted to do this show. It's the holiday season. People are targeting people. You see a pair of shoes that normally cost $216 and you see them for $19.99 and you think that's, oh my God, I'm going to get my, um, my child these expensive shoes. And like he said, they're coming from China, <laughs> uh, Europe, uh, everywhere else, but not, you know, and it's not a legitimate website. So let's talk about checking these websites. How do you do that? How do you check the company? Um, how do you make sure it's a reputable site and a reputable company? And uh, just connecting with this company, how, how, how would you, why would, what would you tell people to do, uh, guys? Well, the number one thing is go to the Googles. I mean, the really nice thing about folks, especially in the internet connected age we're in, is that people will give you their opinions, sometimes whether you wanted it or not. Um, but if folks have had a bad experience, they'll talk about it. And if folks have had a good experience, they'll talk about it. And if someone says that my address is at 123 Any Street, well, you know, you can go into Google Maps, MapQuest, or anywhere else and look. I mean, is there really a business at that location? You can even get a street view and see what they look like. So um, any website, any email, any of that kind of thing can attempt to lie to you. But you got to kind of turn on your, uh, your, your sleuth glasses there a little bit, maybe just kind of dig a little bit. You know, a couple of simple searches in Google can really reveal a lot of information if something is really too good to be true. Because, you know, like my grandmother used to always say, if it sounds too good to be true, mm -hmm. it probably is. And, Jeremy, I, um, I have a question for you. We talked sure. about virtual credit cards. That was something new I've never heard. But you were telling me this is great, especially for the holiday shopping season. Tell our listeners about that and how they can protect themselves with uh, online credit. Okay, so I will talk about that, but real quick, I wanted to talk about um, legitimizing a company. Yes. Every company that has a legitimate standing has some sort of social presence these days. Look, go to Facebook, go to Google+, go to Twitter, 
see what what they put out, see how often they tweet or or post or whatever, um, see what people have reviewed that business, I, I, like Google Maps and, and Facebook reviews and all that. You can find out before it's too late if you just do a little research. Um, another thing, uh, when we we're talking about the uh, the card, basically it's like a disposable. Uh, card that you use online, and it's with a company called Privacy.com, and you create your own disposable card. It lasts like for one transaction, and then it's gone, so you don't have to worry about your card information being compromised. Kind of like a gift card almost? Kind of, except it's more like a gift card on demand. Okay. Yeah, and then that way you use that number. Once that number is used on up... Move on. If somebody compromises the website that you were on that you purchased that item from, they, they compromise it, they get the number, it doesn't mean anything. It's basically expired. And how do you get these cards, or how do you get this virtual card? If you go to privacy. Uh, they have an extension that you can add onto Chrome, and then you create an account and set your stuff up. And also, some of your different credit card companies, uh, for example, like Discover and some of them, they will actually give you one-time use numbers onto your account. Say you're going to make a you're, you're about to make a big purchase or something. You say, "Look, I'm going to put this on my card, but I need a one-time use number." Call their customer service; they'll do that because, you know, think about it. They don't want you to get defrauded either. Because what's going to happen? They're going to have to give you your money back. Well, they're not in the business of giving away money, so they're going to end up, you know, somebody, the merchant or the card provider is going to lose in the end. So it's in their best interest to not let you get compromised. Okay, we're going to go back to our phone lines. We have calls waiting. We're we're going to speak to Alan. He's been waiting patiently from Brandon. Good morning, Alan. Hey, Michelle, Wilkes, and Jeremy. How y'all doing? Yeah, uh, wonderful, Alan. I, I think great. It's like y'all. It's like y'all have already pointed out when you're when you're shopping online or just using the internet. You, know, you, you, you can't put your brain on hold. You got to use common sense. And like, like Jeremy said with that that email situation, if the language looks funny on something like that, you, you just got to duck and run and, and stay away from stuff like that. I will mention, I, and I apologize if some of this has already been talked about. I, I got, I, I forgot and was late to the program. But I, I used to have a utility that you could run called DNS Helper. That's D as in Delta, N as in November, S as in Sierra. Uh, whenever you type a web address in there, it's being converted to URL numbers and stuff. And your your ISP, whoever your internet service provider is, is going to use some built-in one, and this little utility lets you select one that might be better for, for routing uh, those web addresses to the right places and stuff. So uh, I know at one time it really was helpful. You know, Google had one that you could you could use their uh, domain name server, and uh, this little DNS helper helped you select one. So that that was something people might want to want to think about. But uh, uh, at, at the end of the day. The, the best thing is common sense. If, if these deals sound too good to be true, believe me, they are too good to be true. So you, you can't think somebody's going to be giving away something for nothing because it, it just doesn't work like that. It does not. Uh, Thank uh, you, Alan. You are you, correct on that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. You have a good holiday, okay? Okay, y'all too. All right. We're going to move to Fairhope, Alabama, and speak with Cynthia. Good morning, Cynthia. Good morning, everybody. Um, I was calling about a modem problem. Uh, we we use a, a phone company modem. I'm talking actually about my home in New Orleans, and um, I'm staying in, in Fairhope with my mother. She has the same phone company, but her Internet service is so much better. And I recently had a problem because I bought a cloud storage uh, system, and I was trying to upload my my computer, and it kept being interrupted because of Internet uh, intermittent uh, um, breaks. In my mm-hmm. in my service, and every time we call the phone company and say, "Look, this modem is nasty," and they say, "Well, you can only use these two that were provided by our company. That those are the only ones that are compatible with our service." And so we can never upgrade to a better modem, and we have to keep rebuying these nasty little little modems from the phone company. Is there a solution? Okay, so um, I kind of like to know who the company is. Is it AT and T? South. Bell South. Okay, that's what I thought. Um, AT&T Internet Service is um, 
really it's 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 bottom of the barrel these days and while your mom may be getting decent speeds where she is your proximity to their equipment is going to be what determines that so even though replacing the equipment will you know that'll help over uh, I'm going to help you keep you connected. It's not going to affect your actual upload and download speed. And when you're talking about uploading something to the cloud, you're talking about a, a different speed than what you see when you're, say, loading a website on your computer. It's two different highways. And so when you are uploading something, your speed with AT&T is going to be even lower than your download speed. Oh, it so, becomes atrocious, actually. Yes, and it's what it's doing is it's so slow now that it's it's creating what we call a timeout. It's the the other server on the other end has said, "Hey, I'm here and I'm waiting for these files, but you haven't sent anything, so I'm assuming you've disconnected." And so right. that's why your connection keeps getting cut off. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, if AT and T is your only option where you are, um, you can do is escalate up through uh, customer service and see if they can come out and check your lines as if you may have an issue with the lines running into your house or something out in their um, their grid that they distribute internet with. Yeah, because I'm also presuming this is probably DSL services. Yeah. And, the, and the yeah the DSL services are actually uh, from talking to some AT and T friends from what I hear they're trying to phase a lot of that out for the problems that we're talking about. Uh, you know, systems and and computers nowadays just need more than what DSL can provide. It was great a number of years ago. I will tell you um, the ones that you buy from them because I am a former DSL customer. They are mistaken on that. You do not have to buy the modem from them. You can actually go into a local Best Buy or other store. Uh, I actually had better luck when I picked up a Netgear, which is the company, a Netgear um, ADSL modem. And it will actually specifically say on the box it does work for AT&T and Bell South. Uh, that one did a lot better for me than the little Motorola's that they kept on sending. Um, and let me just throw in a little caveat there. When you have your own equipment, they will not help you if you run into an issue because they don't support that. So when you yeah. do get your own equipment that they say, oh, we only we only support two, they're saying they're only going to help you repair two if you have a problem, if there's any kind of connectivity issues or whatever. All right. Well, uh, Cynthia, we hope that helped a lot. But if you have any further questions on that, please email the show and Wilson Jeremy will contact you directly. Okay. Well, we're going to take our final break for the day. When we get back, we're going to move to Long Beach and speak with Kelly. She has a great comment for us. And when we get back, we'll continue discussing our online shopping safety tips. If you have any questions or comments, give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one eight seven seven six seven two. 7464. We'll be right back after the break. From the Capitol steps to your front door, MPB News covers the state like no one else. Our team of award-winning journalists keeps you informed on the news affecting your life. MPB News, online at mpbonline.org and on MPB Think Radio. You're listening to Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. Welcome back. You're listening to Everyday Tech. I'm Michelle McAdoo with Wilts Couture and Jeremy Thompson. Now, if you've missed any of our program and you want uh, and you want to listen to the entire show, log on to mpbonline.org slash everydaytech. It's also available on our MPB media app. Now, this morning we've been talking about online shopping safety. Um, we have open phone lines, so please give us a call at one eight seven seven MPB ring. That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Or you can email the show at everydaytech at MPB online. Now we're going to go to Long Beach and speak with Kelly. She has a comment. Uh, let's see what you're talking about, Kelly. Good morning. Good morning. Hi. Hey, so um, there's two good-to-be-true offers. There's those ads all over Facebook and Instagram, and they're the cutest items, and you just want to buy them, and they're the best prices. 
on this website, they can, on like on Facebook and um, Instagram, they can delete the comments. So if anybody leaves like a bad review or something like that, they can delete it. Right, Kelly. We um, Actually, we were going to talk about that, Kelly. I'm glad you mentioned that. On, you um, guys have been reading my mind all day. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's the holiday season, and that's what we're talking about. People are targeting uh, the shoppers right now. They're targeting them. So we have to be very careful. Absolutely. So and what I've learned to do, I'm sorry, I keep interrupting y'all. <laughs> no, it's okay. Um, no, go what ahead. What I've learned to do is if you just type the name into Google of the company and then type reviews after it, like there's so many different review sites now that will have legitimate reviews from other people who have purchased from those. And the other thing that I noticed about those websites is they never have any contact information except for an email address. And that's yeah. the only way to get a hold of them. Yeah, and that's just that. That to me is just that that uh, that proverbial red flag just kind of going off. I mean, I I want to know what I'm dealing with, and and sometimes we we get too attracted to the pretty price tag or the or the shiny penny that we want, and and we don't do our due diligence. So um, that's a great segue. Thank you, Kelly, for your call. Um, and like I said, we're, we're reading everyone's mind this holiday season because this is a very important show. We want to go into our last part on this show and talk about if you feel that something fishy is going on. And I use that term because it's so many great deals, bottom line deals, like you said, and they're targeting the um, shoppers nowadays, and you want to see those kids faces on Christmas morning light up. So as a parent, I know how important it is to ha- have my daughter happy in- on Christmas morning, but we forget about being cautious and careful. So let's talk about what you need to do to continue to make sure you're safe online when it comes to companies. Uh, if you feel that you bought a gift in November and it's January 1 and you haven't received it yet, what do you do then? How do you get your money back or contact the company or, and things like that? Well, you know, and well, let me first start off by saying that there are really good deals to be had out there. I don't want this to to shy people away from from getting out there looking, using the advantages of the internet and everything else out there to find those great bargains, to do those price matching, to to make the right things happen. But we do just want to make sure that when you're doing that, that that the great deal comes all the way to, you know, that it comes to fruition as well. Um, you know, some of the biggest things that I think of when I'm looking at some of those is, 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 again, like we've already said, you know, digging in and looking. Is it a legitimate company? Are, are you dealing with someone? And if, if you've ordered something and you're not getting it, you know, when you're using your Visa, MasterCard, American Express, Discover, et cetera, um, there are some guarantees that come with that. So kind of your first line of defense is to reach out to that credit company because if you're not being satisfied, if you're not receiving what you've ordered – um, you have to initiate with them because they can hold up payment. They can make sure that merchant does not get your money. Mm-hmm. They can put it basically in limbo until you are satisfied. You have things such as the FTC if you think that it's an illegitimate website. You have the Better Business Bureau. I know you know, some people, we don't hear that nearly as much anymore, but it is also still an important resource. And you do have resources there, but I think a lot of it, honestly, Michelle, starts off with reach out to your credit company and get that payment put on hold. Um, in addition to that, um, with your card company, um, some of them, they, they just wince when they hear the word chargeback. Uh, and a lot of them don't do it. Even, even when the company has wronged you, they won't do it. But I will tell you um, that I got an American Express earlier this year, and American Express is one of those companies that they really do stand by their customers. So if you have an American Express or if you have the option to get one and you want to do your holiday shopping with it, any transaction that is uh, that heads south, you contact Amex and you let them know and they will refund your money. They will mediate. They will they will take care of it. Um, when uh, the last caller called about uh, the Facebook ads, also read the comments on those ads. Those will tell you a lot of things. I look at those all the time, and they, she's right. They're everywhere. Every, every time you turn around, there's some new product, 50% off, get it now. And then you read the comments on it, and somebody's like, I ordered this three months ago, and I still haven't gotten it. Well, mm. I'm definitely not going to be ordering from that company. Right. I'm going right. to buy the rest of y'all. And, and, and Jeremy and, and Wilts, mm-hmm. another thing, um, and this is like you said, non-tech, but this is very important to make sure you keep your receipts and your order confirmation numbers and um, 
track your postal tracking um, ID number, especially with UPS and FedEx. Keep that information handy. And I know a lot, like you said, we're a tech show, but have that paper. Well, we'll make it tech, though. We're going to make it tech. Okay. Okay. How do you make that tech? Take a picture of it on your phone. That way, exactly. you it, you can pull it back up. Okay. I was, I was just thinking, you, re- you were reading my mind <laughs> the there, The tech Jeremy. guys, of course, going to keep it tech. The word of tech. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I, I will take pictures, and that way I can save it somewhere. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you know, I need to go back, um, you know, even going to the, some of those things. I mean, for example, I just had to replace the headlights in my truck. Mm-hmm. Um, well, hey, they come with a one-year warranty. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, I'm not going to probably keep up with the package nor with the receipt so over the course the of a year. Okay. I took a picture of it. Well, after about four months, one of the bulbs went out. So by having the package, I had their customer support number, and I had a picture of my receipt. So I had the transaction IDs and the everything, and I was able to make that phone call. It was short, sweet, and simple, you know, sticking to that. So, yeah, I mean, so tech does kind of come into it uh, mm-hmm. as an easier way of organizing. And, and you know, that when you're online purchasing and you get to that last page and it says print this page for your um, document for documents, print that page. I mean, you can take a picture of it, too. But when you say yeah. when they say print this page for your uh, um, benefit, print that page. That's your confirmation can number. You can print it and then you could also you can save it as a PDF. So again, yes, we, yes. We have tech- I was just about to say that, too. Yes, I was about to say, I say mine's a PDF. <laughs> well, you know what? We've had a great show today. I hope you guys were had your pen and paper out and you took notes on how to keep you and your money safe this holiday season. We want to thank you for joining us. Now, to hear today's show or previous shows, visit mpbonline.org slash everydaytech or download the free MPB radio app or listen on your smartphone on demand. Our board operator was Java Chapman. And our phone screener was Kevin Farrell. Welcome back, Kevin. For Wilts Couture and Jeremy Thompson, I'm Michelle McAdoo. Up next is Southern Remedy with Dr. Rick Deshazo. And join us next week at 10 for another Everyday Tech, only on MPB Think Radio.